folks. Welcome into a new episode of Trainwreck Fantasy Football. I am your host, Wake Jotkins. Again with me from last week, Chris Alamo and Meerkat, the founding father of the Dart of the Day. We got another great episode for you, breaking down all the divisional round action for the NFL playoffs. But first, just got to remind you, we were talking about them just before we started this. We are sponsored by Picasso's Pizza. Great family-owned local business, been around for four generations in Buffalo, and we all know them for their cup and char pepperoni, getting some delivered to me on Long Island because they deliver nationwide. We have no excuses to not have Picasso's, no matter where we are in the country, every single night. So there you go. They're also open for takeout and delivery for you local Buffalonians. They care about you too, of course. Make sure you make them a part of your game day traditions now and for the rest of your lives. I'm not over-exaggerating at all. Now is the time to support local businesses. Please do your part. Support our good friends at Picasso's. Chris, how's it going over there? I'm living the dream. <laughs> I'm the vision around. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah meerkat what about you love that uh love the shirt over there shout out to benny mm. but uh we're feeling we're feeling good today i'm looking forward to the bills can't not be excited about the sabers too but we're here for football so trying not to think about them too much right now even though i am excited for that we got a good week it's, it's a good this is a great sports week honestly you got nba nba's gotten all the trades today we got nhl starting up tonight oh. and of course divisional round action this weekend we'll start uh just so everybody knows run through how we did it last week for the first episode we're going to go in chronological order of how the games are going to be so we're going to start with the early game saturday and late game sunday going to give you some predictions on how we think it's going to go and of course all the plays you need to know about for dfs the first game of the weekend 435 game on Saturday, Rams-Packers. It has the lowest implied total of the weekend. I think it's sitting at around, last I checked, I thought it was at like 46 or so. And, you know, when I'm looking at this game, me personally, at first, I was telling Chris before you got in here, Meerkat, I'm kind of shocked that Jared Goff is 6,700 as a quarterback who, you know, he is, he is what he is. He's a reliable starter most of the time, um, but... Green Bay's defense is, I have it here, they were the number four quarterback, uh, number four ranked defense against fantasy quarterbacks over throughout the season. The, at 6,700, I feel tempted to kind of take a stab at Jared Goff. Um, am I alone here? Anybody who ever wants to chime in first? Like, is Jared Goff too high of a risk for you guys, even at that low price? I mean, he looked good. I mean, he didn't look bad when he needed to go in dealing with that injury. And the price tag is so low this week. You're getting 5,200 on DraftKings. He's wow. barely above Taysom Hill. It's it's an incredible value, I think. I don't hate the Rams at all. I do like the Packers in this game. But I think the Rams can do something. If Goff was able to throw a ball last week, he could probably throw a ball better this week. He has good receivers. Sean McVay is a smart coach that can game plan that offense a bit for him. Get him quicker passes, shorter stuff. Max protection, keep him upright. Because if he got hurt again, you got to go with Walford, they're done. But I, I don't hate the Rams. And I don't hate Goff at that price tag. Yeah, Chris, I mean, Cooper Cup may not play. Are you Are you nervous about Goff at all? Um, I, I am a little bit nervous about golf. Uh, not, not too much that it's on my mind that much, but like, he, I don't even think that I'm going to touch him to be honest. Cause with Josh and Lamar Jackson on the same slate, I think that there's so many points up for grabs that 
the the seventeen hundred that you're gonna save by picking Jared Goff isn't really gonna like help your lineup that much. I don't believe. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree. Uh, the way I see a lot of like expensive receivers, I want on this slate too. So you know, you kind of do have to save money wherever you want. But I I do see a point that Jared Goff might not be the place to go there if you are trying to save money. Um, on the other side of the football, of course, we have Aaron Rodgers, the probable MVP. As Bills fans, we don't want to say that, but he did have a spectacular year, the best of his career. Um, and the, it's I saw an interesting stat about the Rams. Apparently, at the home at home they have the best red zone defense, and on the road they have the worst red zone defense in the NFL. And the Packers are the best red zone offense in the NFL from an efficiency standpoint. Aaron Rodgers didn't throw a pick in there, turn it over this year, just like Josh Allen has in his entire career. Um, so, you know, going to the other side of the ball, how do we feel about Aaron Rodgers? Chris, we'll start with you here. Um, he's averaged 24 points per game on FanDuel and half PPR. Uh, the one thing I did notice, they played three top 10 defenses this year, had 19.75 points on average against those three defenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that stat that you just threw out there, though. Uh, I, I, I mean, Rodgers is he's probably the runner-up for MVP, but I don't know. Uh, I think that playing, playing that Rams defense is really going to show does defense win championship this year because – we're going to go high-powered offense versus high-powered defense. Aaron Donald looks like he's going to play. Um, I think that I I think that I'm going to stay away from Rodgers, though, because there's a, another quarterback on that slate that uh, I think I am going to go with. And I, think yeah. you know. I do have Jared Goff and Rodgers as my lowest-ranked quarterbacks of the weeks, uh, respectively. Seven, seven for Rodgers, eight for Goff, just because of the defense. They are the number one defense against quarterbacks. Meerkat, is Aaron Rodgers intriguing to you at all? So I love this Rams defense. They're they're great, but I think it's almost going to depend how the Rams play as a team, how Rodgers does, if that makes sense. If the offense is good enough to, you know, hold that ball a long time, long drives for the Rams, and stuff, that's going to impact how Rodgers goes out in this one. I think you might see a, a pretty heavy rush attack from the uh, Packers in this one, but – I, I'm not going to rank Rodgers that low. I do have him as my fourth quarterback on the board this week because I think that for the NFC, this is like Rodgers' march to the sea this year. This is his like, hey, you drafted Jordan Love. I might be old. I'm pissed off, though. I'm going to win MVP. I'm going to take the Packers to the Super Bowl-type season. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm betting on him rather than against him most of the time. But on DraftKings, you know, you have that $6,900 price tag. There, there's so there's a couple quarterbacks I like cheaper than him so it's price tag it's not the worst play in the world by any means but if you can go cheaper or just pull the trigger on you know Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson I'm sure we'll get into that but yeah no on on FanDuel he's 8400 he's the third most expensive quarterback and you know it's not a knock on him having him seventh it's just that you know you have Mahomes you have Allen you have Jackson you have Brady and Breeze and what might be the biggest shootout of the weekend um, so it's, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's a good weekend for quarterbacks. It's a good problem to have when there are a lot of different options out there. Um, I do think the $8,400 price tag is a little, a little steep. Um, but running backs in this game, we have talented backs on both sides. Uh, obviously Jones, AJ Dolan, the rookie, probably not someone we want to touch. Jones and Akers are probably the two ones that if anybody we would start. Um, Chris, do you like both one or the other? How do you feel about them? I have Aaron Jones as my third running back on the weekend and Cam Akers as my fourth. So I like them both. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Aaron Jones is a is a savage. Uh, <laughs> I like Cam Akers. I, I have Cam Akers at four, but I'm kind of leaning towards him. He's had 25 carries over the last five games. Uh, he's uh, he's gonna get that. He's gonna get the rock. Um, it really depends on are they gonna be playing from behind? Is Rogers gonna pop off? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if and if that's the case, Aaron Jones is gonna be the pick. But three and four, I, I think they're interchangeable for me at three and four. But I mean. Cam Akers is $800 less than Aaron Jones on FanDuel. So mm-hmm. I think that Cam Akers is going to be someone that I'm going to lock into my lineup this week. Yeah, he's definitely cheaper, and he's definitely has the better matchup. Uh, Aaron Jones is going against the third best run defense in the NFL, and Cam Akers is going up against the 27th. Um, so at a discount, you get a, a running back that's just as talented, maybe, uh, or at least you know he has the potential to be at, at the end of his career. Um, with a much better matchup. Meerkat, are you going what, – what's it look like on uh, DraftKings over there? You know, Chris and I do FanDuel. Yeah, so DraftKings, you're going to get Aaron Jones at 6,800, but then Cam Akers at 5,700. And let me wow. tell you, boys, let me tell you, boys, I got Cam Akers as my second running back on the board for this slate this weekend, and second. I love that. Um, yes, second. I'm going to be putting Cam Akers in everything I have, you know, big slate type of stuff, but – I love him with this matchup. I know the Packers have a good defense. They they run that, you know, solid run stopping, like gap, real gap integrity on the line. I'm kind of talking over my words right now. Their defensive <laughs> line is great against the run. I like their linebacking core fit, but I love Cam Akers. This rookie is a workhorse for this Rams team coming later into this season. He's had some monster games. He had a big week last week. I like Cam Akers a lot, especially with golf, you know, with the thumb, who knows how he's going to be feeling. I think they're not going to be, you know, lean on the run type game, but I can see Cam Akers getting 25 plus touches in this one. Right. Yeah, no, he definitely could get that. I'm amazed you have him at two because like I, I wanted to put him at three, but you know, there's just something that had me, you know, I couldn't get him above five. That's where I have him right now. Uh, and I have Aaron Jones at three there. They, I really feel like Cam Akers probably does finish better than him it's just I put the talent higher uh when I when I'm going through with those guys um but it's a gut it's a gut feeling almost like. it's a, yeah, exactly and you know and and part of what goes into it honestly is that's you know maybe an argument for your side and maybe Chris's too because I know he had Cam Akers higher than me is that the Packers have one of the best pass defenses in the NFL fifth best pass mm-hmm. defense um and the Rams could be without Cooper Cup so there's a lot of targets that might have to go somewhere uh, and this is a good transition into the Rams passing attack. I think Robert Woods is a good value. You know, again, he's kind of underpriced for, for the volume that he sees. He's only 6,600. Didn't have a huge outing uh, in the first in the first week of the playoffs. But I think that's something that could change, especially with Cam Akers out. Josh Reynolds is another guy. You know, he is, he, he is third in pecking order. But now if Cooper Cup is out, that could be a number two receiver that you get at a really good value. Um, am I missing anything with the, with the Rams receivers? Because like, I, I don't want to touch them, but if I'm, if that's like, you know, the last person I put in my lineup, um, you know, it might be worth going at one of those two guys just for the volume, I would say. Whoever wants to take Yeah. Reynolds, Reynolds for, you know, maybe some like GPP type stuff for sure might be a look, especially with cup status. If he doesn't go or he's like a game time decision, 
Reynolds is definitely a guy to look out for. For you know, he is cheap this week on DraftKings. He's thirty two hundred. He's only two hundred more than Van Jefferson, which I don't hate Van Jefferson. I would just take Reynolds over him in this situation. Yeah. I do like Robert Woods though. I I'm not an avoid Robert Woods type guy because they use him in a lot of wide receiver screens, a lot of short passes to the flat and stuff. They'll get him the ball in the you know one to 15 yard range and let him work with it which is what you're going to do if golf is banged up still or walford constant who knows what happens you got to play it safe but i i like robert woods as a safety blanket mm-hmm. yeah chris you feel the same way yeah i got bobby trees at nine on my list this week i actually have been Dave. i have i'm high on him i guess <laughs> what do you say you got chris uh van jefferson ahead of uh reynolds this week Ooh. That's bold. Where do you guys, where do you have those guys? I got Van at 16 or I think I have him at 17 and I got Reynolds at 20. Wow. Okay. Very interesting. And obviously we got to talk about Devontae Adams, the guy on the other side of the ball too. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go at him. I, I did see one stat and it's weird because there's so many conflicting stats that that, that that go for this game because yes, the Rams have the worst red zone offense uh, on the road in the NFL. Packers have the number one red zone offense in the NFL across just across the board, but also um, the Rams or the Packers, when they go up against the top five corner, they're one and six. So maybe there's a shot that Ramsey takes Adams out of the game. Is Ramsey enough to scare either of you off of Adams on FanDuel $9,000 price tag? I'm not completely fading Adams, but I'm probably not going to take him at anything this week. Jalen Ramsey has been dominant, shadowing number one receivers, top receivers this season. He's been great, and that scares me a bit because, you know, Rodgers might have to force Adams to bone some situations. And for that price tag at 8,600, he's far and away the highest on DraftKings. Tyreek second with uh, 8,000. I have Devontae Adams as my, you know, fourth, maybe fifth guy, depending on some injury stuff in other games. But not that I hate him because he's still Devontae Adams. He's still going to get 10, 15 targets. But we're going to see how this one plays out. There's guys I like a lot more than him this week. But you can look at some other Packers receivers, too. Like, I don't hate Valdez Scantling this week. And I actually like Alan Lazard as a sleeper a lot. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, We're throwing Robert Tanyan into the – Tunyon, like Funyuns, of course, <laughs> into the discussion here too. Uh, Chris, if there's a Packers uh, pass catcher, who are you going to go with? Uh, I, honestly, I Devonte Adams is a little too rich for my blood. Uh, yeah. I saw I saw a stat this week that said that the Rams haven't let up a 20 yard touchdown to a receiver this year. Oh wow! So <laughs> Jalen Ramsey is top two, top three corner in the in the NFL. If there was any pass catcher, I'd probably pick Tunyon. Um, mm-hmm. I I like I I just like Tunyon a lot. He he's a good player, and Aaron Rodgers loves him. Good security mm-hmm. blanket. So I think that he could get a lot of targets. Uh, but I think that I'm not going to pick any of these Green Bay pass catchers, to be honest. Yeah, it is the lowest over under on the slate. So uh, you know, usually when odds makers are saying it's going to be low scoring, generally know what they're talking about. That's a good indication of what games to attack and what games not to attack. That being said, if we're not going to really attack the offenses, let's talk about the defenses. Packers are the second most expensive defense this weekend. Rams on FanDuel are the fifth most expensive at 3,800. Packers at 4,600. Uh, Mayor Cat, we'll start with you since Chris ended that one. Either of those uh, defenses interested you in you? or Are you interested in them or are you going to go elsewhere for this week? 
I like the Rams defense this year, but I don't have a ton of faith in them this week. I have them as my third defense. So not that I hate them or anything. I still have them in the upper tier, but for, ah, they're, they're cheap. The Rams defense is cheap and they're worth it. But I think that this Green Bay team could explode. You know, who knows? It, if it's not Devontae Adams, it could be Tanya. It could be Scantling. They could be Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon. Who knows what's going to go on? But I'm a little scared with this Rams defense, especially if their offense isn't up to par in it. But Packers defense is my number one defense this week because of the quarterback situation with the uh, Rams. I still love Cam Akers, but he's probably the only Ram I love offensively this week. I love this Packers pass defense. Jair Alexander is absolutely incredible. So, so good. good. You're talking like top three corners in the league with Ramsey. He's probably in that conversation. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get, you're going to get two incredible secondaries in this game with, you know, I'm probably going to lean towards the better quarterback in this one, the healthier quarterback, the legendary quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I, I got, I also have the Rams at four, or you said you have them at three or four. Uh, Rams at three, Packers one. Yeah. Yeah. I have Packers at one, Rams at four. Uh, I do like them at the cheap price tag just because they do have playmakers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for a sack. You're looking for an interception. You're looking for, you know, you're not necessarily looking for them to hold them to low point totals, but at least getting to the quarterback, which Aaron Donald can turn a game on its head on his own. Um, Chris, are you taking either of these guys? Or are you looking for another game for a defense? Uh, Green Bay is my number one defense um, on the week. Uh, Rams are number four. Uh, Meerkat just made a good point. The Rams can play lights out defense all they want, but if their offense isn't moving the ball, mm-hmm. they're going to be in some trouble, going to give up some points. So I think that as much as I love the Rams, their offense scares me off from picking them this week. Uh, Green Bay, I really like because of that. Goff's Goff's hurt, but uh, I think that I would probably go with Green Bay in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I personally, when I'm doing my lineups, I always do my defense last. I just try to fit in whoever I can just because, you know, there's so such a small margin between, you know, marginal gains, economics, all that fun stuff. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think it's all sounds like we're, we're leading the Packers to take this game, right? I know I personally am. The Rams might cover uh, for you betting guys out there, but, you know, I would probably take the Packers to win this one and move on to the NFC Championship. Yeah, uh, no. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So everybody hammer Packers money line, hammer Rams to cover, possibly. We'll see. Uh, the more fun game, that's uh, first Saturday. Bills Ravens. I'm my blood's already pumping. I already kind of got you know a little bit of palpitations going and sweating just thinking about it. So we'll get through this as fast as possible. Uh, I believe the over under set at 52 right now, so second highest total on the slate. Um, starting at the quarterback position, these are two of my top three quarterbacks for the weekend. I do have Mahomes at one, so you know just get that out of the way. But if you want to go to Lamar Jackson down at 8,000, I think that's actually a really really good value. He did say he's never played in the snow before. So maybe watch the weather forecast. If it's slick on the ground, then maybe Lamar Jackson might be in a little bit of trouble. If it's just a little snow, nothing's really accumulating. It's not really going to affect the game whatsoever. If the wind's bad, like it might be, we're seeing with the forecast, weather's going to play a big role in this game. Josh Allen might not be someone you necessarily want to lock into your lineups, especially against a good defense. So I'd probably say Lamar Jackson's the better value. Josh Allen probably has the higher ceiling. So it depends on kind of what you're going for. Um, I probably lean 
Don't hate me. Lamar runs more. Running gets you fantasy points. For fantasy, I'm leaning Lamar. For the actual game, I'd love to have Josh Allen on my side, but a little more than Lamar Jackson. Chris, uh, do you have anything else to say on that? Anything anything different? I, I have Josh Allen at two, uh, Patrick Mahomes at one, Lamar at three. Same here. Um, the reason I'm leaning towards Josh Allen at two because he's had 25.75 points per game, but against top 10 defenses, the Bills have played six top 10 defenses this year. He's put up 27.5 points per game, so he actually does a little bit better versus the better defenses. Interesting. The snow um, worries me a bit, but that stat you just pulled about Lamar never playing in the snow, he could be slipping and sliding. If, if you've never played in it, you never know. Like we were, we're expecting him to be cutting on a dime and leaving our guys sliding, but mm-hmm. he's never played in the snow. It could, you know, affect him negatively in a way we couldn't even, uh, you know, predict. But I love Josh this week. Uh, the snow is a little worrying, but I think that it might benefit the Bills. I just, I don't know. There's no reason for me to think that, but I just mm-hmm. have a feeling that it will. Yeah, I mean, if it's if it's accumulating, I mean, Josh throws the ball more. If it's snowy and not windy, and there's snow falling on the ground, that definitely helps the Bills. And that's that's what I think the forecast is right now, and that's why I have Allen one spot ahead of Lamar right now. Um, Meerkat, how do you uh, shake down the quarterbacks in this game? Not a ton of disagreement for me here, but with from what you guys already said, I'm going to be watching the wins though. What that's yeah. going to be? They're they're predicting some pretty high wins. I don't mind Allen in the know it all and same with Jackson the only thing that really scares me is just him never playing it before catching his footing getting used to it on the turf maybe but he could probably get used to that pretty quickly I'm gonna be watching that win because if it's windy you're gonna you're gonna shut down the Ravens passing attack a little bit there and you're gonna they're gonna be more predictable so that's something to watch for but you got these two separated by only $200 on DraftKings. Jackson's more expensive than Allen. Uh, yep. And I'm going to lean really? Allen here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Jackson's 7,600. Allen's 7,400 on DraftKings. I'm going to lean Josh Allen in this one just because of what he's done. Chris brought up the stat about, you know, what he's done versus top 10 defenses six times this year. He's been the top fantasy quarterback all year. I have Allen as my number two quarterback. Jackson is my number three. But not Mahomes at number one. We'll talk about that later. Ooh, I love that. Love to hear that. <laughs> um, you, you can tell by my reaction. I was shocked that Lamar is more expensive. On FanDuel, mm-hmm. Josh Allen's eighty eight hundred and Lamar is eight thousand. So there's a huge, that's wild. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And but I think it's wild that Lamar is more expensive for you. So like I just I have no idea. I also have a quarterback outside this game. I don't have ranked higher, but I think is a much better value, and his ceiling is absolutely astronomical but we'll get to that when we talk about the Sunday games uh for now we'll move on to the running backs obviously unfortunately Zach Moss is not going to be available for the Bills did bring in Devonta Freeman shout out us for breaking that breaking the meeting first go us this train never stops uh we don't know how much Devonta Freeman is going to be involved probably not a ton since he just got here you know whenever that probably just got here like two nights ago um but is Devin Singletary, knowing how limited Devonta Freeman might be, knowing if Antonio Williams comes up, he's just an undrafted rookie who splashed against demoralized guys who are already playing their golf outing in the Miami Dolphins. Um, does Devin Singletary intrigue you guys at all? In FanDuel, we'll start with Chris since I'm mentioning the price. It's 5700 They don't utilize running backs a whole lot, but this might be the most volume he's seen all season, right? <laughs> Oh no! 
<laughs> Put him on speaker. <laughs> uh, Chris, how do you feel about Singletary this week? I got Singletary pretty low. I have him as my seventh running back. I think that we're going to be running with Josh a lot this game. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a running back that I really like, though, in J.K. Dobbins. Scored seven uh, – a touchdown in seven straight games. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's on fire right now. If it's if it's going to be a snowy game, I'm expecting him to uh, – to have another touchdown at least. And at 6,500, he's only 800 more than Singletary. I think he's got a lot more upside. Yeah, I actually have J.K. Dobbins at four, and I have Singletary at eight. So I do see a big gap between the two. Um, Meerkat, where do you guys – where do you have those guys? I got them back-to-back. Dobbins at six, Singletary at seven. Not that I hate Singletary. I'm probably going to play Singletary over Dobbins in some stuff because – with Zach Moss out, that's going to be a big thing. I do think TJ Yeldon might get involved as a pass catcher this week. He will be in for pass blocking because he's been on the 53, man. He just hasn't been active all season. They're going to get him in now with Moss out. Um, so I like him as a possible sleeper on DraftKings because of that full point PPR, which shout out to DraftKings. I love you for that. <laughs> but Devin Singletary, too, he's a good pass catcher. He'll get probably at least two or three catches at least in this game. He's going to have a lot more snaps, which might see him get a few more catches. He's going to get those, you know, probably – I hate guessing this type of stuff, but I'd <laughs> like him to get 8 to 15 carries, like, you know, kind of as a floor area, hopefully more depending on us being up or not. But I don't hate Singletary. I just think Davins is going to be better, more involved in the Ravens offense this week. Uh, Gus Edwards, the guy brought up last show too – Mm-hmm. Don't don't hate him this week at forty two hundred. He's very cheap. You got but Singletary for only three hundred more than him. I'm taking Singletary. Yeah, I rode the Gus bus last week and the tires blew out. So not too mm-hmm. about that one. Uh, did my Sunday my Sunday lineup was much worse than my Saturday lineup. And Gus Edwards was a big reason why. Being said, I do have him at ten. I don't hate him. Um, the, the Ravens do split up the carries pretty well between him, Dobbins, and obviously Lamar Jackson. Um, and you know, with Mark Ingram on the injury report, he hasn't been playing a lot anyways, but if he doesn't play, they just know that he's not available. Uh, so that could be a little bit, uh, more to Gus or JK Dobbins. If one of them could go down and in a snowy game, it's possible one of them gets hurt. So, you know, uh, I'm not saying to avoid them for that reason, but there could be more, more volume going to one of them because of that. Um, going to wide receivers in this game, uh, or Chris, we got you on running backs, right? You, you said your piece on running backs. Okay, just making sure we don't want to skip over anybody here. Uh, you know, wide receivers, obviously Stephon Diggs is going to be the highest ranked receiver in this game. I personally have him three, but he's not my favorite play in the game because I saw DVOA for Ravens against the number two receivers is actually a lot more friendly to John Brown's matchup at, where is he? I'm still scrolling, 5,500. I don't hate the value. He didn't do anything last week, really. You know, he, he caught a couple passes, but I expect kind of a big bounce back game from him. At 5,500, if I want to pay up for maybe a Tyree Kill or a Chris Godwin, a Michael Thomas, some of those other big name guys, and maybe, you know, get off of digs, I think John Brown could be a good guy to go to. Also, I love Gabriel Davis this game, who's just $100 cheaper than him. Uh, Gabe Davis, you know, as I was watching the Titans-Ravens game last week, you just saw A.J. Brown making catches with guys draped over his back. And, you know, Gabe Davis has a much bigger build than Stephon Diggs. So I think the way that those corners play, man coverage that we might see a lot of, I think Gabe Davis might be asked to make some of those contested catches because those Ravens DBs really do stick to receivers like glue. Um, and then Ravens side of the ball, 
I don't really love anybody to be completely honest because I feel like there's going to be a lot of running for the Ravens anyway. So, Chris, um, what do you see from the receivers this game? Who are you locking in? I see the John Brown revenge game coming into play uh, mm-hmm. a bit. Um, I am going to lock in Diggs uh, with Josh Allen in my lineups. I said the same thing about Josh. I mean, Diggs last uh, throughout the season, 16.8 points per game against those top 10 defenses. He averaged 20 points per game. So, I mean, these guys just turn up against uh, the better defenses. Uh, I like I like all of the Bills receivers, honestly. Beasley, Brown, Gabriel Davis, you can only pick a couple, though. If mm-hmm. I had to pick two, I'd pick Diggs and probably John Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cap. Or, or Sorry, Chris, go ahead. <laughs> I, I love what Chris just said, too, because if you would have told me two years ago that the Bills – I'd be putting four Bills receivers in a top 15 – for my overall slate for the divisional fantasy uh, playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I would have told you, you're. what are you talking about? But <laughs> I do. I have Davis, Beasley, Brown, and Diggs all in my top 14 this week, which is a little ridiculous, but it's the upside of those other two with Beasley and Davis. You're going to have to monitor Beasley's injury situation because we know nothing is going to stop him from playing in this game. But how effective is he going to be? He's going to be that safety blanket. He's going to get the receptions, but, you know, yards after the catch, watching him flip over guys and jump and run into people for those extra yards. That Our short king is going to be tough. You saw him gruel it out last week. It, it was hard to watch it sometimes. You would tell he was hurt. But Stephon Diggs is my number one receiver in the slate this week. Just They proved it time in and time out. Again, Allen and Diggs' connection is probably the best in the NFL this year. Other than maybe, maybe Rodgers and Adams, I'd give an argument for. But consistency-wise, it's Allen and Diggs 100%. I don't see that stopping this week. They've done it against great corners and great secondaries all year. I'm not discrediting the Ravens' secondary because they're good, but this connection is better. This connection trumps you know actual corners and stuff they, they love <laughs> each other they're best friends mm-hmm. I'm, I'm taking stuff on digs he's having fun in these playoffs he said today mm-hmm. buffalo just fits him he loves it here i love it injected in my veins give me stuff on digs all day but i don't mm-hmm. hate gabriel davis either i like him a lot even though i do have john brown above him and beasley like you guys already brought up with brown and i love revenge games <laughs> Yeah, I actually also have – you have them in the top 14 altogether. I have them all in the top 15 going Diggs at three, Beasley at nine, John Brown 13, Gabe Davis 15. Uh, Chris, where do you have all the Bills receivers? I'm, I'm interested to see if you're, you have them all in the top 13 maybe. <laughs> I think that I am going to switch Diggs from three to two. I'm going to play him over Devonta Adams. Probably. Mm-hmm. They play the same right, it's the same slate. So yeah, I have uh, Diggs at two. I have Gabe Davis at 14. I got Cole Beasley at 11 and John Brown at 15. Wow. So yeah, top 15, top 14, all the Bills receivers are all locked into there for both the, for all three of us, which is, it's just giving butterflies right now. And I feel great. It's good to have good, happy moments. It's like a Bob Ross episode, you know, we're all just having happy little trees here. Uh, on the Baltimore Ravens side of the ball, though, maybe not a lot of pass catchers you want to attack. I mean, Des Bryant, I love that he's back. I love every time he gets to toss up the X, big Des guy. But he's not the same receiver as he used to be. Willie Sneed has been Willie Sneed his entire career. Miles Boykin, who? And the guy who gave himself a nickname and that he's not living up to it. I have Marquise Brown as the highest one, obviously, at 12. But 
you know, last week he made his price stay about the same. I think it's about a hundred dollars higher than it was. Um, and I feel like he'll be seeing a lot of Trey white because like who else would Trey white be covering? Right. <laughs> like any of you guys want to touch Marquise Brown? Yeah. I, I don't hate Hollywood. I have him at 10 actually just because of his potential after he gets the ball and that speed, which, Trey White could be, be can be beaten. He has been beaten by burners, which you get a little bit with Hollywood Brown, but their passing offense is so inconsistent. I hate even putting him that high. Uh, next highest Ravens or Steve I even have, I believe, is I have Miles Boykin up there, and I, you know, it's just Devin Duvernay is maybe a sleeper type guy, but I don't. I'm not taking anyone really. Chris, are you? I have um, Marquise at 11. Mm-hmm. I, just moved, I have Cooper Cup at 10, but if he doesn't play, I don't. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't really like any of these uh, Ravens pass catchers. I do want to mention one one Bills player I forgot that I have at 30 on my wide receiver, Andre Roberts. Really? I, I don't know. I have man. McKenzie at 28. <laughs> oh, yeah, I still have McKenzie too. Yeah. I have- Kenzie uh, at 15, actually. So there's another. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what's this, Andre? Why do you got Andre Roberts up there? Feel, feeling a return? Feel like yeah, his, yeah, I am. Feeling a return touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, had a, he had a poor game last week. I think he's going to come out uh, out the game. Mm, yeah. I mean, I've been a big Andre Roberts guy while he's been here. I mean, like he, he's as reliable as it gets for, for returns. Obviously, sometimes it doesn't work out. But sometimes he brings it out to the 45. Hasn't broken one all year, so he definitely could. Uh, last thing to attack on the offensive side of the ball here, Dawson Knox and Mark Andrews. I actually saw that the Ravens give up more yards to receiving running backs and tight ends than, you know, it's more efficient for them. So it could be a good Dawson Knox game. However, when you have Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Jared Cook, Gronk, Cooper, and Tunyon, and both LA guys on the same exact slate, like, I do have him at eight for tight ends, but if you want to toss him in as a sleeper, I get the logic because Ravens do struggle against them. But I mean, Mark Andrews is just like, he's like $2,000 cheaper than Kelsey. And I think he's just as valuable this week. Yeah. Andrews is awesome. Bills could be beaten by tight ends that I do like Matt Milano in that matchup a little bit, but I still have Andrews as my third-ranked tight end this week. I think he's a very safe pick. He's got a decent price tag. Dawson Knox, though, has kind of stepped it up as of late. I don't hate him for how cheap he is. He's $1,900 cheaper than Andrews in this one. He's almost touchdown-reliant, but he's had a few, you know, decent volume games here and there. I, I don't love him, but he's someone I might take a look at. Yeah, if you're in like a one and done kind of league where like you're trying mm-hmm. to save good guys for for future rounds and everything, and you know, Dawson Knox is someone to pivot off of, it just be a little different. Chris, anything different on Andrews and Knox? I got Mark Andrews at two. Um, he's had ten fancy points per game. Uh, like you said, the Bills mm-hmm. have a little trouble the tight end. Uh, so I think that Mark Andrews is a is a solid bet. I got Dawson Knox at. Six. Six. Mm-hmm. That's, um, okay. The ten, the one thousand that I would save, because I mean, uh, Mark Andrews sixty six hundred, uh, Dawson Knox is five thousand, so sixteen. That's actually sixteen hundred. That's a lot. I mean, for ten fantasy points per game, Dawson Knox could easily get that with like a forty yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it, it's the it's like your risk tolerance at that point. Uh, I think that I'm gonna have too many Bills players in my lineup. You can only have four or five. <laughs> so I think that I'm gonna have to pivot away from Dawson Knox. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, like he's very he he's so night and day. He's the Josh Allen of tight ends. Like he's past Josh Allen of tight ends. Let me clarify. <laughs> and nothing, nothing against Knox. Go get the Knox shirt that we released on the train wrecks, uh, on the train wrecks store, by the way, beautiful Albright Knox knockoff. Wonderful. Shout out DJ Supreme on the design, but not someone that you want to put in your lineups, someone you want on a shirt though. So definitely go out and get that. We are running 35% off on the store right now too. So if you want to go out and get some merch, definitely do that. Uh, then moving into defense and special teams. I mean, I expect this game to be super high scoring, so I don't want to touch either. I have Buffalo at five, Baltimore at seven. Not really where I'm going either way, though. Um, Chris, back to you. Do you want to go for either of these defenses? And if you say you want to go for Baltimore, I see you're wearing a Bills jersey, so it's okay. I <laughs> we, we actually talked about this a little bit before uh, we went live. So one thing that really was surprising to me that was the Ravens' defense is like the third or fourth cheapest or cheapest defense so they're expecting that they're kind of going to get burned a little bit mm -hmm. uh, 3600 on uh FanDuel bills are 4000 I have the bills as my third defense on the uh on the weekend okay. Ravens as my seventh yeah so we're in lockstep on Ravens you have the bills a little higher than me meerkat where do you have these guys uh, they're only separated by $100 on DraftKings, the Bills being more expensive. And I'm taking the Bills over the Ravens 10 times out of 10 with that price tag. The Bills are my second-ranked defense this week. Ravens are fifth. I don't hate them, but I'm also not going to take any defense against Josh Allen. I'm sorry. He's destroyed good defenses this whole second half of the year. It, he's looked great. The offense, they've let, you know, the offense is humming. They're scoring a ton of points. I'm not going to bet against that Bills offense anytime right now yeah. and the bills though against the ravens if they shut that pass down it's gonna be such a one-dimensional offense i know they're scary they're, i know they're creative i know lamar jackson is an incredible athlete and i respect that but i think there's a chance the bills could really shut down the ravens this weekend i'm not banking on it but the recipe is there for the bills to have a big defensive day Mm -hmm. And I feel like oh, we'll, we'll skip through predictions here because I feel like we're all picking the Bills to win, right? We're all saying the Bills are going to win this one. All right. If you said yep. no, we'd have a problem, and I don't want to do that now. That's for the Cap pregame show and for the Cap tomorrow at 5 p.m. Uh, with a Ravens guy from SB Nation. So make sure you guys tune into that, too. Moving into Sunday's action. First game of the weekend – first game of Sunday, I'm sorry, is going to be Browns-Chiefs. Chiefs favored by 10, over under 56. That's a really high number, so they expect it's going to be the highest scoring game of the weekend. Uh, the quarterbacks, Mahomes is, of course, my number one. There's a lot of value under him, though. I'm not going to go for him at his over $9,000 price tag. I have Mayfield down at five. The uh, uh, Chiefs defense was ranked 19th against quarterbacks, so not great, not good. Uh, but they're much worse against the run. So I'm not going to go for either of those guys, really. Um, Meerkat, Baker or Mahomes interest you at all over on DraftKings? I, I, not really. They're not guys I'm targeting, but they're both guys I like this week. Baker is price tag. He's 5,300 on DraftKings. That's cheap. Mm -hmm. I I don't hate it. I, I know I've been saying that a lot for this slate, and that's kind of how I feel for a lot of this slate. There's a lot of injuries. Yeah. There's a lot of weirdness. There's a lot of good matchups. So – there's guys who, you know, I think are pretty 
priced well for where they're at. It's just if you want to spend up, if you can build a lineup around certain people. Because you got Mahomes, he's 2,700 more than Baker right now. So that's something that can cripple a lineup. Do I think the difference between them in this game is going to be worth 2,700? No chance. I think Baker has a good game. I think this is way closer than people think. And do I think Mahomes still lights it up? Yeah, I have Mahomes as my fifth quarterback. That's not a shot at him. It's a great quarterback slate outside of two. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into that. Other than, oh, golf's one of them. But yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where the price tag makes all the difference in the world to me on this one. And I would lean Baker. Mm-hmm. Chris, same for you, or are you feeling a little differently? I got Mahomes as number one at 25 points per game over the past season. I think it's going to be a shootout as well. Got Baker at five just because there's so many good running backs this weekend going. Mm. Uh, the one thing that I am worried about with Baker is I think Nick Chubb, he's my second uh, running back on the week uh, weekend. I think he might be getting a lot of uh, work just to try to grind down that control the clock, not let Patrick Mahomes touch the ball a billion times and get 50, 60 points. Mm. I think yeah. that's going to be the game plan. He's had, I mean, Nick Chubb's had 16 points per game, 15 carries a game, uh, you know. But the only problem is the two, his two worst games came in blowouts. So if Kansas City ends up blowing out Cleveland, Nick Chubb might, you know, get hurt by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he could definitely get phased out of the game there. I do like that. He is my number two. He, there's a, definitely a world where he finishes number one. Um and these teams kind of play into each other's strengths because the, the Browns are awful at stopping the pass and the Chiefs are awful at stopping the run. Uh, it's just a matter of can the Browns be as efficient running the ball um, as the Chiefs will be passing. And I don't see that happening. I think it'll be relatively high scoring, um, but the Chiefs are going to have to air it out if they're going to keep up. That's just the way the game of football is now in the NFL. Um, that being said, I'm not scared off by Kareem Hunt on Nick Chubb. I like Nick Chubb at 8,200 against this really kind of bad Kansas City. what was that talk about a revenge game <laughs> oh my god that was the worst tweet that's up for the 2021 worst tweet of the year and the tweeties that we'll have at the end of this year <laughs> uh, but yeah no like last week uh chubb hunt only had nine touches chubb had around like 24 um so it's clear that you know in the playoffs they're going to give the ball to chubb all that Kareem Hunt, like 50-50 workload in the regular season was just to keep Chubb healthy to be a workhorse in the playoffs, in my opinion. Um, so I'm not scared off by Kareem Hunt, but I'm also not going to go for Edward Zolaire, who's still questionable. We don't know if he's going to play. Um, and Le'Veon Bell, it's kind of the same like Bill's situation. They just don't run the ball enough or give their running backs enough usage to make it worthwhile. Um, uh, Meerkat, comment on the running backs, and then we'll throw it to Chris to talk about the Chiefs ones a little bit. Um, yeah, so just the running backs. I actually like Kareem Hunt a lot this week. Shitty, shitty human being, amazing football player. But I got Kareem Hunt above – or not above Nick Chubb, sorry. I got Kareem Hunt at five, above some good guys. Nick Chubb at three. Not that I hate Nick Chubb. I think he's going to have a good game. But one area where the Chiefs' defense is sneaking at great is passes to the running back. And Kareem Hunt, he's got a chip on his shoulder, even though he shouldn't. That tweet was awful. Well, he's still going to have that chip. He's going to be involved in that pass game. He's part of the reason I like Baker this week, too. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he, with that full, that's the difference between, you know, you guys are on FanDuel, I'm on DraftKings. I'm chasing running backs who get those catches because I get that full point PPR. And you have Nick Chubb at 6,600, Kareem Hunt at 4,800. 
I'm taking Kareem Hunt for that big of a price difference. I'm always chasing the value in that situation, like with the quarterbacks in this game. Yeah, and, and Chubb, Chubb and Hunter, $2,000 apart on FanDuel, and it's half PPR. So, you know, those catches won't really help you make up that difference if you are going down to Kareem Hunt. So maybe Hunt is a better play on DraftKings. Chubb is a little bit better for FanDuel. Uh, moving into wide receivers, though, like we saw, granted, yes, Pittsburgh was down 28 in the first fucking quarter last week, which was the funniest thing I've ever seen because I bet the over and it hit <laughs> almost into the second quarter, which was fantastic. The Browns pushed it on their own. But uh, the Steelers had seven pass catchers against the Browns. Six of them had at least five catches, and five of them had at least 59 yards. So there's really no area of the Kansas City offense that I'm not willing to attack from a pass-catching perspective. Uh, if you're going to look at the wide receivers, I mean, Tyreek Hill, obviously, at 8,800 is a solid play. But, you know, with how bad the Browns' pass defense is, you know, Sammy Watkins, he's questionable right now, so we'll see his status as how this week goes. Uh, he's only 5,400. That's super cheap for Mahomes' third option passing uh, behind Tyreek Hill and Kelsey. Um, and even if you wanted to go down to Nicole Hardman at 5,200, especially if Sammy Watkins is out, that's a great value. Um, and fuck it, Demarcus Robinson too. Like, why not? Uh, Meerkat, back to you. Or actually, Chris, do you have anything to say on uh, Edwards, Alaire, Le'Veon Bell before we fully get into the wide receivers here? I'm not going to touch either of them, but if Clyde doesn't play, I would consider Le'Veon. But if they're both playing, not touching them, mm. I think that – it's going to be a shootout. I think they're going to be throwing – they're both going to be throwing the ball a lot. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's <laughs> And then so, – so obviously you like the receivers then on both sides. I have Jarvis Landry as my fourth receiver on the weekend. Four? Like this many? Four. Wow. I have Michael Thomas, all the Tampa Bay receivers. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Chris, we we are so in sync right now because I'm thinking the same thing. If C Clyde Edwards Slayer doesn't play, then I might play Le'Veon. We'll see. But on Jarvis, I was gonna wait to bring him up, but he's like my biggest like sleeper, even though he's not a sleeper really of the week. I have him at four as well, depending on Mike Evans and Chris Godwin's injury situations. But he, at worst, I have him at six. I love him this week. I think he's got a great matchup. I think he's going to get fed. I like Baker, so why not like Jarvis? He he looked good last week. He's a matchup nightmare. I still I still hate the guy. He's not a good guy. I love Aaron, Aaron Williams. I'm, I was going to say Aaron Williams. I like I love that dude. He's a good guy, and that I, I hate to do it. I like Jarvis to play this week. And another pass catcher in this game, I really, really like. You kind of brought it up a little, just KC pass catchers. Um, I have Kelsey at one for tight end, but at five – or for four at tight end, I have Austin Hooper, and I like him a lot too. He's got a good matchup. KC has not been great against tight ends this year. Chris, it seems like you're in lockstep with Meerkat again. You, you pointed at him there. Where do you have Hooper? I have Hooper at three. Hooper at three? Wow. Mm -hmm. I have at five. I mean, like, there are just other tight ends I like a little bit more, but just with the perspective of Cleveland need, needing to play catch-up, um, I can see it. Uh, what led you to put Hooper at three? Uh, last four games, he's had 37 targets, 23 catches, 195 yards, three touchdowns. They're going to probably be playing from behind a lot. Wow. Um, I, I just I honestly think that's going to be – I mean, Travis Kelsey, you, I feel like you have to pick Travis Kelsey, but if Travis Kelsey mm -hmm. on this slate – 
mm-hmm. I'd, be, I'd be putting Austin Hooper everywhere. Wow. Yeah, I mean, like, if you can – well, what's the discount? Let's look at the discount here on FanDuel. Travis Kelsey's 85. Austin Hooper's 55. So, that's three grand that you can put into upgrading your It's four. Four on DraftKings. Okay. Four. All right, you guys might I be, love Hooper. You guys might be – Feed me. Stuff here. Wow. Just to put into comparison, uh, over the past four games for Travis Kelsey, 12 targets a game, 21 uh, – points per game over that span so i mean you know it's not that far off for a three thousand dollar discount like i think i think your math for hooper i went out to what like nine targets a game over the past span that you said right yeah yeah four games 37 yeah wow yeah 11 last week yeah hooper's wow okay yeah i was thinking mark andrews is the pivot off of kelsey but you guys might have convinced me on hooper we should do these shows more often (laughs) um so then uh then uh kelsey super expensive it sounds like both you guys are might be avoiding him just because of the value that you can chase elsewhere by going down to hooper right yeah i might use him as like an anchor in one of my like some of my wild gpp ones where i'm playing some really cheap you know flex guys throughout the board cheaper quarterbacks and stuff he might be my one low and expensive anchor that i can rely on in that lineup but because i think he's gonna be great this week but i just Paying seventy eight hundred for a tight end. Come on, <laughs> I, I hate that. I hate that, mm-hmm. especially when you got a wide receiver that's going up for just as expensive. Pretty much, like you can only play one or the other. And if I were to choose, I might like Hill just a little bit more uh, against the Browns' DVs. Um He's five hundred more than Stephon Diggs. Like that's wild. <laughs> and then defenses here. I mean, we expect a shootout. Either of you touching Kansas City or Cleveland. I have Kansas City at two myself, but I have Cleveland at eight. Um, so, you know, that's just me thinking that it's going to be the Browns trying to run it and keep up uh, and be not being able to. You guys seem to be on the other side of the argument. Chris, why don't you go first? I got uh, KC at seven, Cleveland at eight. Wow. So not even going near Kansas City. Where do you have KC here, Kat? I have KC kind of teetering a bit between, like, three to five range like that whole range of like Casey the Rams and the Ravens are where defenses I kind of like but like I don't like their matchups but I have Cleveland at eight as well I think they're in the worst situation for this weekend just going up against Mahomes and that Casey offense they're dealing with some injuries mm-hmm. and I think it's gonna be a shootout I like Cleveland to keep it close a ton I just don't like their defense to perform well and so you know you guys can tell that sounds like you would pick the Chiefs to win you can tell by how I've been talking about it I'm taking the Chiefs to win this one Chris you think it's going to be a shootout do you think Cleveland's pulling it out I think Cleveland Oof, man I love I it. love Cleveland to cover Bills oh. Browns it's a chance. Bills Browns honestly I'm rooting for him I really am that would be fun Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cleveland plus 10 too so it's a big number you know people think they're gonna get blown out I don't see I don't see an absolute blowout yeah I do a teaser pretty much every single week I've only lost one in the past six weeks or so and so it's been really good Bears plus 16 shout out Jimmy Graham got me last week I'm taking the Browns plus 16 this week with this giant spread I do like them to cover it easy but I'm a little wuss so I do teasers I'll accept that mm-hmm. last game I do too <laughs> well, at least we have each other, Meerkat. <laughs> uh, last game of the week. I love this game. Uh, Bucks Saints. I think it's going to be the highest scoring one of the slate. And I love, love, love. I banged the table for him. Drew Brees, 
super cheap for a quarterback in a game with a pretty high implied total of 51, I believe, right now. 7,300 on FanDuel. The Bucks have been awful against pass catching running, running backs. They're not good against tight ends. They're not good against wide receivers. Show me something that, 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 that tells me I shouldn't play Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, and Michael Thomas all here. I think that is a three-player stack that could win you at very least, you know, maybe maybe some 50-50s, maybe not GPP, but I think that's really good for cash games. Uh, Meerkat, we'll start with you. Remember when I said I had a nice little sneaky, sneaky number one quarterback? It's Drew Brees. Ooh. It's Thomas Brady. Oh, really? I hate to do it. I just <laughs> Wake just leaves. It's okay. Thomas Brady. I, I hate to do it. I, I can admit it now. I like Tom Brady. I respect the dude. Now that he's out of New England, crucify me, whatever, hate me. Kiss him on the lips. Kiss him on the lips. Like, he's on my screen right now. No, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, I like Tom Brady. I'm not like a fan of his. I just respect the dude a lot. And obviously I hated him with the Patriots for what he did to our Bills, but now he's out of New England. I can openly express that I respect him and appreciate, you know, how good he is at football. And he has been incredible these last few weeks, the first round of the playoffs and heading into the playoffs. He's got uh, 27 points, 33 points, 34, 26. And when you look at the overall slate, his price tag, he is the fifth most expensive quarterback on the board at 6,300. I love him. I I think he keeps pace with almost anyone this week, especially if Godwin and Evans are healthy. That's That's a factor into it. But Tom Brady in the playoffs, this might be, you know, not his farewell tour this year, but he's gearing up for it. He's got a shot to get the Super Bowl again this year and prove he can do it without Bill. I think this is a good matchup for him. I know the Saints defense has great numbers-wise, but when I watch them, I see them being vulnerable. And when you go up against someone like Brady in an offense like Tampa Bay's and an offense of a genius, yes, I'm saying he's a genius in Bruce Arians. It's a recipe for disaster. I, I love Tom Brady this week. So Drew Brees, number eight on my board. Wow. Eight. You broke me. Um, so, so, so let me make sense of this. What's the price difference before we get to Chris on DraftKings? Drew Brees is 5,600. Tom Brady 6,300. So Drew Brees is cheaper by 700. But the point difference on DraftKings is, you know, it's five points. Not that I really go off averages that much. I, I just like this matchup for Brady. I think Tampa Bay's got a, a good defense, too. They're, they're a little underrated. I just – I think Drew Brees has lost it. I said it on DDZ with Ty B last week. Drew Brees, to me right now, is one of those wacky, waving, inflatable, flailing R2 men with Drew Brees' brain. He's got no strength. No, He's like noodles out there. You, you see him throw his whole body and everything he has to throw a 15-yard spiral. I respect the dude too. He's done great, but his downfall is coming a little earlier than Brady's. He got to be on that TB12 diet. He eats too many tomatoes. Uh, yeah, he needs more avocado and kale. You're right. Um, on FanDuel, he's $400 cheaper. And Chris, I'm going to lead the witness here to make sure that you say what I want you to say. Uh, against the Bucks, quarterbacks have completed 69, nice percentage of their passes this year, 29 touchdowns. Yes. 15 interceptions, but this year against the Bucks, Breeze went 71%, 382, and six touchdowns. Only took two sacks, 
And it was only such a low yardage total between two games because the Bucks weren't competitive in either of them. So, Chris, I'm setting you up to agree with me, buddy. <laughs> what do you think of the past goals here? Top of the side of the spectrum, pretty much. I got Breeze and Brady at six and seven. Wow. That's crazy. Low, lower scoring game. Uh, Breeze, home against Tampa Bay. They, they're in the same division, played twice a year. Uh, 14.4 fantasy points. Brady, when he was away against New Orleans, 22.5. Um, I think that I, I went back a couple like a couple years and I was looking at the, the Tampa Bay pass catchers. We all know Mike Evans and uh, Marshawn uh, Lattimore are mm-hmm. you know, locked up every single time. Yeah. Mike Evans is actually my eighth wide receiver. Mm-hmm. 7.55 points average over two games. Last year he had 2.5 average over two games while guarded by Lattimore. Um just these, I just don't love the matchup personally because I think both defenses are very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have Michael Thomas at five. Wow. Over two games, he had five point four points uh, this year against uh, against Tampa Bay. I, I I don't know. As I'm saying it, it seems kind of wrong, but it was mm-hmm. my gut looking at the I'm with you. when I was looking at the numbers. I mean, uh, Chris Godwin six. Points per game versus New Orleans, uh, 17 points per game last season. Um, this was over two games both times. So I don't know, Michael. I just don't love him. Like for the price tag, I like I like these cheaper guys like Jarvis Landry. If I were to pick one Tampa Bay receiver, I'm gonna stick with what I said last week: Antonio Brown, 18.5 points per game over the last four. Although he only had three targets last game, I think that he's going to. Uh, be the one especially if Mike Evans uh, is still hurt yeah no I do love Antonio Brown as a value definitely he's all the way down at I'm still scrolling I didn't have to scroll that far I missed him 6400 so the cheapest of the big three for Tampa Bay um, I actually have Michael Thomas at number two uh, I think that he's gonna have like I said I like the Drew Brees Alvin Kamara Michael Thomas staff um, on Michael Thomas, you know, we all know that there was whatever was going on where he and Breeze and the entire locker room weren't getting along. And, you know, they were making fun of him for all the shit he said on Instagram against Xavier Howard or whoever it was. I don't know. But, you know, he, he's been hurt. They've been not having good chemistry all year. I think they get past it in the playoffs against against the uh, Bucks this week. And as far as Alvin Kamara goes, yes, they have uh, the Bucks have the number two defense against running backs on the year, but it is bottom five against pass catching running backs, running backs that are actually catching the passes. They're bottom five in those numbers. So I do love Alvin Kamara, especially for DraftKings, because now now I guess that's a good way to go over to Meerkat. Um, you know, just you know, we started at wide receiver, now we're moving into running back. Just as a whole, what do you like about this? Do you like Alvin Kamara getting that full point PPR? Yeah, Kamara is my number one running back on the slate. Mm. I, he's just so damn consistent. He, he's so good. He, he he can run it, like, obviously. But as a receiver, he's a bona fide receiver out of the backfield. He's better than mo- some teams' number one receivers. As an actual receiver, yeah. he's just so crisp. He's so talented. He's so athletic. I love Alvin Kamara in this game, even though I like Tampa Bay, especially with what I was saying about Drew Brees. You're seeing him – He's not throwing multiple 40, 50-yard passes down the field anymore. He is relying on that short to intermediate range. You're going to see Kamara get a ton of targets in this one, I think, especially if they're playing from behind because they rely on him to be that change of pace for the offense. But when we go to receiver, 
it's the injuries that just make this hard for me. My rankings from four to eight are just a complete shit show with everyone everywhere. I have Michael Thomas, you know, and then Mike Evans and then Chris Godwin and then, you know, Landry's in there and then Antonio Brown, but it's also dependent on the Evans and Godwin injuries. They're both limited uh, at practice today. They're both questionable. I'd expect them to both go, mm-hmm. but how how effective are they going to be? And then when I look at Tampa Bay's backfield too, I don't I don't hate Ronald Jones, but is Ronald Jones going to be 100% healthy? I don't know. He got injured in the warm-ups last week, so we'll see if he can 100% go if he if he even goes. And Leonard Fournette looked really good for in replacement of him last week, kind of being thrown in the starting role on the spot. Their price tags are not that different. You have Jones at 5,200, Fournette at 4,900. I'm probably avoiding both of them. I'm probably avoiding any running back in this game not named Elvin Kamara, even though it doesn't mean I don't hate the Tampa Bay backfield. It's just a question mark right now. Yeah, if if Jones doesn't go, I would consider Fournette. If Jones, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, Chris, anything to add on running backs for this game? I'm in the same boat. Love it. That makes it easy. <laughs> uh, moving on to tight end. I have Cook and Gronk basically interchangeable at three and four. You could tell me to play either one of them, and I will take your word for it. Um, Chris, Meerkat, and I kind of took the running backs there, so why don't you uh, make your piece on the, the tight ends? I got Jared Cook at four and uh, Rob Gronkowski at six. Okay, so a little bit lower, but you did say you don't think it's going to be super high scoring, so definitely does make sense. Um, Meerkat, what about you for the tight ends? I have Gronk as my number two tight end. I, I just like, yeah, I know, I know. It's another one of those, what are you doing, Meerkat? But on DraftKings, he is the sixth most expensive tight end. You have a $4,200 difference between him and Kelsey, but Gronk, has been looking better as late. He's had a low-key good tight end season, you know. Yeah. Overall, last week, though, he only gets one target. Or in uh, last game, only gets one target against Washington. Doesn't look incredible at all. Looks a little old, but Gronk in the playoffs, and I love Brady. Gronk gives you those surprise games this year. He's a good bounce-back guy. I just – it's another kind of gut play and a price tag play where he's so cheap. And with him and Brady in the playoffs, it's a connection I love. I love might be a little touchdown dependent, but I could see Gronk getting, you know, five to seven, maybe eight targets in this one with a few of them coming in the red zone. Yeah, he's making the freakish catches that we know Gronk for. He's just mm-hmm. not making a lot of them. So exactly if he has a matchup to exploit, could definitely be there. Um, I would rather probably you guys talk me into Hooper. I might move Hooper over Gronk in my rankings now just because of what you guys were able to say to me there. Um, moving into defenses, Chris, this seems like it's your wheelhouse thinking it's going to be a little more low scoring. Where do you have New Orleans and Tampa Bay? I'm curious. I got New Orleans at two, Tampa Bay at four. New Orleans at two, Tampa Bay at four. I have New Orleans at three, Tampa Bay at six. So not super far off, but you know, in an 18 slate, it's not, not a whole, there's a lot of difference between them. Um, anything you want to say on that? Or you kind of said that you think it's going to be low scoring. (laughs) Gonna be a low-scoring game. They mm-hmm. played last time they played each other. Uh, the skill players didn't get much going. Alvin Kamara being the only exception. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that I honestly think it's just gonna be two old guys trying to <gasps> get it. Like, their defense is gonna be 
<laughs> Meerkat, you think it's going to be a bunch of old guys waving their fists in the air or think there's going to be some offense? <laughs> I I think there's going to be a decent amount of offense. Like I said, I, I love Brady. I love this Tampa. I like a lot of the Tampa offense this week. I don't like New Orleans. I have Tampa at six, New Orleans at seven. I just don't love either of these defenses, you know. Even if it's not high scoring, I don't like them to get a lot of turnovers or anything like that. And I don't see like a defensive touchdown on this one or anything. Mm. They're they're mid tier price too. You have the Saints at fourth, uh, Bucks at fifth on DraftKings. I just think there's way better options for cheaper, including probably the Bills, the Ravens, the Rams, all cheaper. Yeah, no, definitely a, a lot of better options out there. So I'm not even gonna comment on it. Uh, that's it though. Uh, we think uh, we'll, we'll just make picks on this. We'll give our locks of the week and then we'll get out of here. I think Tampa, I think uh, Norm's going to win it. I think they're going to meet the Packers in the NFC championship. Um, Chris, how do you feel this one's shaking out? I'm going to go with New Orleans. New Orleans, Meerkat. Imagine thinking Tom Brady's going to lose the same team three times in one season. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I, I just like Tampa on this one. I think Brady's going to do well. And like I just said, I, I really don't, I know that's kind of just like a you say it thing, but the game is different when it's played on the field. But I just don't see him losing three times the one team in one season. Yeah, no, I can see that. Tom, if he does, he's definitely not going to shake his hand. So, you know, we know that for sure. <laughs> uh, locks of the week. Uh, I'll go first here. For me, my num- my one lock, I'm just, we'll all just say one. It's going to be Cam Akers. He has got no one behind him. Malcolm Brown is not very good. He's, the clear cut workhorse running back against the defense that's on FanDuel. It says they're 28th ranked in my notes. It says they are 27th. So, you know, we're really splitting hairs. Maybe I just didn't do the right, the right point totals or whatever, but Cam Akers is my lock. Easy money for 7,000 on FanDuel. Uh, Chris, who's the one guy you're going to make sure you lock in all your lineups? I'm going to say Jarvis Landry and the Steel Meerkats. God damn it. You knew I was going to say it. <laughs> it's so funny because I have him at 10. So, like, you guys are way higher. I was thinking about him, but, like, I'm, I, if I'm going to go with pass catcher from Cleveland, I'm going Hooper. Uh, Meerkat, you got to adjust now. Who's your new lock of the week? I was going to say Landry as my lock lock, and then I was going to pivot with Cam Akers if needed to be. I want to say Austin Hooper. I'm just going to give you Josh Allen. I know that's not exciting. I know that's not fun. I This is just a different Josh Allen. He's transcended this year, this second half of the season. I'm throwing out all the tape from the last performance against the Ravens. I think he balls out. I don't think he goes absolutely insane, but for his price tag, I, I'm going to be on that. He's, the, you know, behind Jackson, behind Mahomes. I think he has a chance to be the number one quarterback this week. And then I'd say Tom Brady too, because of the hype I was giving him. I think just for the for how cheap he is, I think that is a high point producing cheaper play than you can get out of maybe a Lamar Jackson or Nan Rodgers this week. Well, I know you just threw Brady in there because you knew I wanted to walk away and let you guys in. <laughs> but obviously that being said, that's all we got for you guys today. Stay tuned for podcast, the Palooza coming up at 8 PM live on the train wreck sports, Twitter. I think Meerkat, you're joining that tonight, right? Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Like you need more of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need all I can get a Meerkat, so I'll be tuning in personally. Obviously, I'll also be tuning in to all of the football action this weekend. Make sure you get your lineups in and go Bills. Good night. Go Bills. <laughs>